and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Bregolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. This week, we are especially honored because you guys hear this man's singing voice. He sounds like angels from heaven and his uh, prowess as a musician each and every time this podcast starts because he is the composer and performer of our theme song, Michael J. O'Connor. How's hey, it going? Good, Welcome. buddy. What's up? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's another one of those nights where I'm in, in the house doing a thing. In the zone. Yeah, without other people. But with you, <laughs> but without other people. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you? Good, man. We're just, uh, yeah, the same. Uh, we, we're here, but it's just us and the dogs. So. Yes, the dogs, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the dogs, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ro- Rocket's snoozing on the couch behind me, so he, he yeah, might I mean, pop his ears up. <laughs> the inner lives that we've discovered of, of the dogs, uh, they don't do much, which <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was uh, not surprised by. So are you, I, I, quick poll between the both of you, and Leanna, I'll introduce you in a second, but are, how upset does living with your pets make you at the people who wrote the film Secret Life of Pets and Secret Life of Pets 2 that there is really no secret life. It's just laying around. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, okay, I didn't see it, but I know that it's, so is the idea of that that it's basically, it's Toy Story, right? I, I haven't yeah. seen it. I have to admit, I have not seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen them either, but I'm I mean, not, my I'm assumption cool. is <laughs> that the only reason we're animating pets and giving them uh, notable actor voices is because they're going to do fun stuff that normal animals won't do right Right. they lead these secret amazing lives when we're not around right yeah yeah Yeah. or even they're just trying to accomplish something small like even if like our dogs were trying to learn how to use the blender like they didn't they didn't even know why they didn't have an end game that they're like i've seen you do that thing i want to i want to try that maybe i don't know right (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's there's not that much thought behind it, and it's it, that's been fascinating. It's been eye opening. They pretty much sleep all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's and that's good because they're adorable, and doing that is uh, is hard work, and they deserve a little rest. Exactly. exactly. I mean, that's that's how we all are, really. I that's mean, how the, I mean the two of you. Like, I hope you're napping a lot because <laughs> no one knows I mean, more than than everyone here. Uh, no one knows more than than us how how difficult that can be. Exactly. Like the first day I had to go back to the office and put pants on. It was terrible. Right. It was a travesty. Yeah. What, what are pants even really? I mean, it's, it's... gloves for your legs. <laughs> Accurate. Hopefully. Yeah. We can only be so lucky to have well, really nice fitting pants. Yeah, I assume that that clothes developed from the top down and that's how they got the idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, because people used okay. to just sit in mud, right? So they were yeah. like, well, what, what can we cover first? We need a, we need a jaunty cap, some yeah. kind of hat. <laughs> first and, and foremost. And then maybe, oh, uh, the, the shoulders are a little bare. So maybe we need to put like maybe a scarf or, or uh, I don't know, the, one of those floofy uh, accordion collars that, yeah. the, mm-hmm. that the Renaissance fellas used to wear. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, just, just, just logically follow from there. Yeah. Just right on down the line. <laughs> uh, so, Yeah. Uh, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank Our you. other guest is your uh, wife, possibly your your creative muse, possibly uh, oh. a a super heroine to your uh, super villain. Uh, yes, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Let's go. It, Leanna hello. O'Connor. Leanna, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having us. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for doing this. I really. Uh, the, the, the one really nice thing about the quarantine is that I've been able to do this show with people who normally would not have been able to come into the studio, whether they right. just live, say, in Boulder, where it's like, I don't really want to drive all the way to Denver for this, or right. uh, out west in, in California, as they say. They do. Well, do they? <laughs> do they? I, <laughs> I was thinking, oh, man, like, that must be the hardest thing is getting people, is coordinating with people to... It's not like you just do your podcast by yourself. And it's, it's damn impressive that you've done as many episodes as you have. As you have. Because I got to think that 75% of the job is wrangling people. Uh, it's most of it, yeah. I mean, it's like wrangling and then editing. And then I really just get to spend like a good hour and 20 minutes with people having a fun conversation. Right. <laughs> right. So it, it pays off. It's, it's sure. worth it. So, so we're going to talk about, uh, I talked to you guys about, about the, the topic for the show before. 
Uh, but for the listener, um, we're going to be talking about the Bay Area. And I don't want anybody to, to be confused. We're not going to be talking about the monarchical land holdings of Beyonce Knowles on this episode. We're going to be talking about that section of Northern California where the Golden Gate Bridge meets the water and Alcatraz is swimming its way to freedom. What? <laughs> the yay area. I've been, I've been there like three times, so I think I'm yeah. pretty familiar with the geography and the, uh, the cartoonish livingness of all of the landmarks. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, our, our islands swim. That's oh, yeah. like, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody loves when the Coit they Tower goes off on regular island. intervals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you guys are both from the Bay Area, or I guess like, right? Because you're, you're in Santa Rosa now, which is technically it's in that. North Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, we, and we both lived in the Bay Area. Proper. Which, Bay Area proper for many years. Yeah, we both grew so, up here. I consider myself from the Bay Area. All right. So you guys better do really well at this, uh, at this episode so. because... Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be very disappointed in myself if I don't. I feel like you are going to do much better than me. I hope so. Yeah. Ooh, all right. I think so. I think that you have the history thing down. I'm an, I'm a nerd. Yeah. I like history. Yeah. I'm going to do questions about having all your shit stolen from Oakland, though. So you'll, oh, go, sure. you'll be good there. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many, that happened to you too many times, yeah, I think. Yeah, sure, sure. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's get started with... The opening question. Okay. And the opening question, you'll each have a shot at this. So we'll start with Michael. The opening question is, how far away have you been from the Bay Area? And for how long? Oh, uh, the farthest away. I went to Europe when I was a teenager. And just on one of those, like, um, <laughs> one of those like bus tours. And I went with my entire family so like when i say my whole family i don't mean my parents and my brother and myself i mean my grandparents my aunts and uncles on this huge bus uh to in in like ireland and england you know all the all the 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 anglo (laughs) a real a real anglo tour you gotta get down to the roots who put up these these this stonehenge Right, it was, it was us? Connor clan. Exactly, exactly. So most of my memories of that are trying to get everybody to meet in the same place. Okay, That's yeah. So, so basically yeah. you had to live the uh, version of the movie Home Alone where no one gets left home alone and we just watch the family try to stay organized in Europe. Exactly. The worst part of that movie, the most stressful part was pretty much, yeah. And that was, I think, for two weeks. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a very relaxing trip. Not at all. Just driven by constant motion and uh, probably reading plaques. Yes. A family member get arrested or kicked out for dancing on that. No, that was a a different family member of mine got arrested for dancing on Henry VIII's grave. Oh, nice. That was a different time, though. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> Fuck the Anglican Church, though. Am I right? I mean, yeah, yeah. He was right. No, we, he was sti- right. we got to stick it to Hank Ocho. No good. Absolutely. No good. No good at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's it. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, so, Leanna, how far uh, from the Bay Area have you been and for how long? I have been to the Toronto area of Canada, up north in the province. The six. <laughs> up in the six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me, and, me and Drake. You and Drake. But, uh, not Drake. But I, yeah, I stayed there for three months in the coldest part of the year. So November to January. Um, Seems like the best time to go. Oh, it was great. You know, minus 26, just balmy and beautiful outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was eye-opening. I had to learn how to walk <laughs> in the snow and ice. Especially was, coming from here, too. Especially well, coming yeah. from here. I was living in San Francisco at the time. Coming from a place with with one and a half seasons, which are it's 65 and then it's 50 and foggy. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That that was, um, it was an interesting time. Not bad. Wouldn't go back. (laughs) Right on. Did you? Yeah, that's the farthest I've been. Were, were you like, hey, I really, I really hope uh, I can catch a Maple Leeds game, or, or like maybe I'll run into one of the Toronto Blue Jays. I, you know, it was off season, but I definitely would have gone to a Jays game if I could. Yeah, I, yeah. I would love to go just because it seems like a, a fun, like a fun vibe. 
it's like the the place where it's most loved in Canada to to watch baseball happen. It, so. it was a cool city. Yeah, it's actually a really cool city. It's really old. The architecture is beautiful. There's amazing like you know food trucks everywhere. It's it's got a good vibe to it. Yeah. I still don't understand why there's baseball there, but I because love baseball, so it's okay. Then we can call it the World Series. Right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> because the world is America and America's hat, and that's America's it. Hat. Yeah. America's hat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Plus, I mean, Toronto's got that thing that's not the Space Needle, but kind of looks like the Space Needle. Right. That right. I don't remember the name right. of. I'm sure uh, I looked it up one time. Yeah. 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 That thing. Y'all remember. That thing. <laughs> Well, very. Uh, and two Niagara Falls, just want to point out, Canada side, much nicer. Hmm. Ooh. Well, because of the healthcare. Oh, right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Buffalo so side, everybody's just going over in barrels. And it's like, yeah, no, you're, you're food for us now. We're going to make you into Buffalo wings. <laughs> Put you on the poutine. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the first person to do that? <laughs> Who was the first guy that was like, I'm going? And who's got it? I'm going over in something. I'm yeah. going over these falls. I don't care in what. Who's got something I can go over in? I'm imagining that he probably drank the contents of right. the barrel first and was like, eh, this is as good a thing as any. Why not? Or, or he wanted to go over just, just with nothing, and his equally dumb friend was like, Bill, you'll be killed. Get in this barrel. Get in this barrel I just happened to bring along. Yeah. yeah, let's think about this. Think this through. You don't want to go over without an umbrella to break oh. your fall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, very, very good on the on the opening question. Uh, I'm going to give you two points for two weeks, Michael, and three right. points for three months for Leanna. Right. And we're going to go into round one. And for right. round one, we'll start with Leanna. Do you have a vague idea about San Francisco values? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk talk about what you think they are. San Francisco values. Okay, San Francisco values definitely very liberal free-minded uh open-minded i guess i should say um lgbtq rights civil rights veganism (laughs) (laughs) yes it's funny i think it's one of those places where every stereotype you can think about it is is true every stereotype uh money they love money there yeah (laughs) they've got all of it yeah i think yeah they have most of the money (laughs) they have most of the money yes um Gosh, I'm on the spot here. I think that's it. I'm tapped out. Okay, I, that that's very good. Uh, can I can I just call you Mikey on the podcast? Is that okay? Please, yeah. But Great, you know, Mikey. It's funny. I it's made like the you... switch. I made the switch a while back, and I think it's is if you already did call me that, then it's cool. I just kind of stopped introducing myself as that. Oh yeah, no, and I don't want to. I, I will always reference you as as Michael J O'Connor because I like I like the role of that, but it's that's so weirdly thing. formal to address you that way for no. me, <laughs> and because uh, I'm not upset with you. Sure, sure. Sure. But later I might be, and then you'll we'll know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. So, 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 Mikey, what can you add about San Francisco value? Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it's uh, definitely being able to. There are so many people there where you look at them and you're like, "How do you get along? Like, how do you live?" And I think that that's a big part of it is making your living in uh unique ways and just kind of there's a very like working class uh, there was there's two different it's two different places now but i think that the older uh guard of that is very working class and very like making your way in a place that's very expensive any way you know how right uh, that's just the only a little bit more than the law will allow i started doing the dukes of hazard theme song <laughs> there <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you didn't go into vanessa carlton that yeah, was not the yet. other direction that could have gone with ma- making <laughs> your way, my way downtown, downtown <laughs> and i'm homebound um so yeah yeah i think that that's a big thing is 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 not only like the freedom to to do whatever you want to do but it's almost required that you have to think outside the box in your lifestyle and in your values to live there in order just to make it work you have to know. learn how to hustle if you're going to live there yeah for sure for sure yeah. Yeah, I like did so many that. like science experiments. I did like drug tests and like I got medical tests done on me and all, all manner of shit just trying to make it work. And, and it's not just me. It's 
I know a lot of people that did Everyone, that. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> and in, in fairness, your penis has never been bigger. Uh, no, but it, it has also never been weirder. Yeah. He's really. like old Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, it's weird. It's blue. Yeah, it's, it, it's also currently on Mars contemplating what to do with the human race. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what it lands on. <laughs> uh, very time. good. Uh, I'm going to give you both one point for oh. San Francisco value. So you got, I mean, you guys hit on what it is. I was, I was looking for this. So San Francisco values is often a term that's used pejoratively oh. as an ad hominem phrase to refer to the liberal lefty culture of San Francisco oh, and how yeah. it is, okay. how it is okay. in, endemic of the flaws of West coast liberalism. That it's just a bunch of people who they want to be gay and they don't want to get into wars and they don't want to have to be taxed unfairly all that yeah. kind of prissy bullshit that only children think about because the real world is tough. I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> see, you know, it's interesting. All that sounds great to me. I don't understand what yeah, the... <laughs> no, it, it, it is all. It, it is all. I mean, I also kind of get it because sometimes... It's annoying. You, sometimes you come across the people <laughs> you're like, uh, oh, God. All yeah, right, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. It is annoying. Yeah, I'll give I mean, you that. Sometimes it's in the presentation for sure, but yeah. like... Like on, you've got to have one of those coexist stickers on your car, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. This is the most political action I'm going to take. Yeah. <laughs> this exactly. sticker on. Look, I like peace. <laughs> Why don't you guys I never, get it? Yeah, I never, I never heard that uh, that phrase before. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it comes up as much now. It was more, yeah. it was more of like a, a 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s sort of term because yeah. it would have been around Vietnam and and everything. Right. But but yeah, um, right. I for one uh, uh, subscribe to these values, so I'm I'm in it. I'm into Fair, it. Yeah. Fair enough. I think you'll find that in a lot of big cities, a lot of people subscribe to those values. I mean, just when you have like big, you know, massive amounts of people, that's what, where it tends to happen. I, I think the best example I can give of my time living in San Francisco was you reach a certain point where you're taking the bus home, you look out the window, there's a group of people riding their bikes naked, and you don't even blink an eye. Right. Yeah. You that's just like that's that that's what happens a Thursday at five thirty. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yeah, and I, I and to your point, Mikey, it's like if you're around a bunch of people, you start to realize that a bunch of people have a bunch of different ideas, and that they're right. not just wrong because they're not yours. It's funny, dude. I it's the, okay. I'm going to talk about Nixon, uh, but <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> yeah, fuck Nixon. I I I, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, but you know, he like wanted, to, he was from some like small town in Southern California and he wanted to go to Harvard and I think, but his, uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> the dog, the dog, <laughs> the dog squeaking. Uh, yeah, he wanted, so I'm going to, I'll, I'll start over. He wanted to go to Harvard, but his mother was sick. So he, he wasn't able to, he went to some like uh, small college in his like small town, but he, uh, you know, he would have met all kinds of different people. Had he done that, he would have been roommates with all kinds of different people from all over the country. And I think that we, it would, would have been a very different Tricky Dick Nixon had, the, had he done that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think anybody who travels some is going yeah. to be generally more open-minded and right. easier to deal with and more adaptable than right. anybody who doesn't. Right. Which is, which is pretty much exactly what the divide in our country mostly is. Is It's like, hey, I've been in Iowa all my life. I'm never leaving it. And everything outside of it's trash. And it's like, that's your problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been to Iowa. And well corn as high as the day is long. It's, I mean, hey, don't you know, if that's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> everybody's got a thing. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're gonna do round two. Woo. And Mikey, we're gonna start with you. Okay. Do you have a vague idea about the Oakland Long Wharf? Oakland Long Wharf. No, I don't. I've never heard of this. All right. Make something up. Make what what could it be? What okay, could okay. It be? I'm going to say that it is a big, okay, I'm going to say that it's a big pile of, of tires and trash that has been <laughs> thrown into the like bay by Alameda, you know, like off the, like into the bay there. And then it's floated and created like a dock that you can walk down and smoke weed on and shit. It's like the Springfield tire fire, but uh, exactly, but it's less big, on fire. It's, it's a, well, I mean, as we've already established, our islands are, they swim. So it's like a, a big kind of mobile island that's docked on the shore there of trash and shit. Aw, it's, it's the pig pen of the, uh, of the yeah. peanuts gang that is the bay. Exactly. That's my, <laughs> that's my, that's, that's, yeah, that's the Oakland, Oakland Long Pier. Okay, I'm into it. 
All right. right. Leanna, Oakland Long Wharf. What do you know? Long Wharf. Oh, I, wow. I never heard of this. I'm going to go with the more uh, serious answer, I guess. Maybe <laughs> it was something to do with before the Bay Bridge was built. And, you know, they used to ferry across from San Francisco to Oakland. So maybe they had to build a really long wharf. I told you you were going to be That's better. my guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might be it. wrong. Maybe it. it's just trash. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you're going to get us, you're going to get a little extra points because it, I mean, it, it is historically a thing that, that, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a precursor to the Bay Bridge, but the Oakland Long Wharf was an 11,000 foot long railroad wharf and ferry pier along the east shore of the San Francisco Bay, located at the, the foot of 7th Street in West Oakland. Um, it was built, in, started in 1868 by the Central Pacific Railroad. And it was part of the, uh, it was the West Coast terminants of the first transcontinental railroad. So if you rode that train in from Albany, you'd end up at the Oakland Long Wharf. Interesting. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. I know that there was a, <clears throat> for a while, there was a private train line in uh, Sausalito, I think, that went up Mount Tamalpais. There was a private train line that went up to like a bar That's there. crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just, like, just being to that go rich, up and... Yeah, you just get, I got to take a trip up to get my brandy at the special yeah. bar at the top of the hill. It's like Kim Jong-un style. You're like, let me get on my train. All these yeah. people hiking up. <laughs> yeah. Losers. Yeah. I'm taking my train. Taking my train up there. <laughs> hey, he's got people pulling his train up. He's like, I'm on yeah, exactly. coal. Yeah, it's it's coal true. is expensive. I waste <laughs> all expensive coal. The, uh, the, the, it was also popularly known as the Oakland Mole. Oakland. M-O-L-E. The Oakland Bowl. Hmm. Isn't that something? Yes. Isn't that some history for yeah. your smoking pipes? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Mikey, two points. Leanna, two and a half points. Nice. And now it's time to play our first game. It's time to play Fuck, Mary Kill. And for Fuck, Mary Kill this week, we're going to do a Bay Area Bands edition. So, Leanna, right. we'll start with you. Okay. Out of the following three bands, which one would you fuck? Which would you marry? And which one would you kill? The Counting Crows, Third Eye Blind, and Smash Mouth. Ooh, okay. Mary, Third Eye Blind. Definitely. Uh, kill, uh, Counting Crows. Definitely. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and I guess I'd fuck Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that guy looks right. like Guy Fieri. Yeah. Counting Crows, they can fucking die. Yeah. That's you know just, you're gonna uh, walk away from that with with a positive positive sort of sense of self because they're gonna say, "Hey, now you're an all star, no matter how you do." Exactly. Yeah, you gotta true. you gotta fuck Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Very they'll good. Just be, they'll just be happy you for know, the attention. They took that song. They ran with it. They're still running. Dude. Kudos to them. No, but see, I'm more of a Fushmoo Yang kind of guy. I like their first album, Fushmoo Yang, <laughs> which is pretty good, and it's kind of like a ska punk album. It's it's good, but then they came out with the all star. Well, so I'm more of like I'm more of like a hipster old school Smash Mouth guy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm oh, Fush oh, Boo Yang okay. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. There, there was that song on that on the the All Star album that had that was like I've got a nosy neighbor or I've got a noisy neighbor. There yeah, was yeah, a yeah. very like punk ska song that sort that was of spoke on Fush to. Boo Yang. Yeah. Oh, was it on that? Okay, yeah. 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 I remember that song, which I mean, it's super repetitive, but it's yeah. <laughs> delightful in that it's like Dude. oh. Michael O'Connor, deep cuts on the Smash deep Mouth. Cut, Smash Mouth. I no, I I'm telling you, I will defend that album because I got it from the BMG Music Club where you could get CDs, like oh, twelve yes. CDs for a penny, and then they just like ruin your credit when yeah, you're twelve yeah. years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and then you're like you try to buy your first car and they're like, Oh yeah, no, you owe seventy five thousand dollars on Dude, back CDs. You're kidding, but but that's legit. I didn't get a credit card until I was like 31 years old. And I swear it's because of the BMG Music Club. That shit, that, that ruined my life. It was the Lulu Row of our time. It was. It really was. <laughs> oh, Bush Moo Yang was on that first, on that first uh, group that I got for a quarter of a penny. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, cut a, cut a penny in half with some scissors. Yeah. Send it in. That's we'll send what, you every CD you write down. Yeah, we'll send you the this Bare Naked Ladies CD and the first Eve Six album. For <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Yeah, yeah, good and, stuff. and your heart did end up end up in a blender, so it, it made sense. It's true. Uh, so, Mikey, what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do the same thing Leanna did for Fuck well, Kill? What, what's your I'm, vibe? 
I'm gonna marry Smash Mouth. I think. <laughs> I actually am thinking about it more. I, I think that I could I could survive just on Fush Mu Yang for if I'm getting and if I'm pronouncing this wrong. There's someone. There is one person who's screaming at their <laughs> phone right now. That's like it's Fush Yu Mang or some shit. But uh, I, I could I could listen to that. I think for that could give me some longevity. So. I'm gonna marry Smash Mouth. I'm gonna fuck Third Eye Blind, and I'm definitely killing Counting Crows. That that's. I'm glad yeah. we can agree. Yeah, on we that. can agree on that <laughs> for sure. Very good. Yeah, yeah. There's really no other thing you can do with Counting Crows. No. Um, no. You you can memorialize them and say, hey, you know what? A lot of August and everything after is not bad. And, I like and yeah. recovering the satellites is a good record. That's yeah, the second one, right? I gotta be honest, Nate. It seems like you're a pretty big Counting Crows fan. I just like those two. <laughs> a lot more about them than I do. You're like, oh yeah. I mean, totally kill Counting Crows. Like, and you, as you as you sadly pull down an Adam Durrett poster from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just I'm just taking off my dreadlock wig yeah, of yeah. his, and setting down the picture of Courtney Cox. <laughs> Courtney Cox, yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh okay. Well, I think we've exhausted every Counting Crows image. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did. We did everything. <laughs> Great job. Cool. Um, cool. You're both going to get three points for that. You were both absolutely correct. Uh, now it's time for round three. And uh, for round three, Mikey, we'll start with you again. Uh, do you have a vague idea about the quad candlestick? Oh, quad candlestick. Spelled, spelled in the French way, C-R-O-I-X. Quad candlestick. Oh. Or, or croix if you're uh, using a Louisiana pronunciation. I see. I'm gonna say that. Um, sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm gonna say that it is when you are pouring all the beers at a ballpark, and there's the mat that's underneath all the different kinds of beer taps. I'm gonna say that quad de candlestick is a mixture at the end of a ball game where you pick up that rubber mat with all of the. Uh, you know, drippings from the entire day, and then you dump that into a pint glass, and that's quad a candlestick. Oh my god! Yeah, that sounds <laughs> horrible. Uh, actually, in when I was, uh, let's see, I was probably it was after my twenty first birthday, but we went to the to the sink in Boulder, which was one of the yep. one of the college bars on the hill, um, and they used to sell mat shots to people oh, on yes. their twenty first birthday, which was just, I mean, it was that, but it was. Yep. Everything, including the disinfectant that sure. has been all over the bar rags. Um, my God, why would people do that to themselves? I, I mean, For, yeah, chasing a high, man. To do it? What? what yeah, yeah. What? What else? What else is there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, my uh, that's my vague idea on quad a candlestick. All right, Liana, do you have a vague idea about the quad a candlestick? I do have a vague idea. I wish I had a more solid idea because I'm disappointed in myself right now because as a Giants fan, I know this has to do with Candlestick Park. I even have a button I got that I had on my hat when I went to one of the games that, that says has that. Candlestick oh, on really? it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I was wondering why you got it for the listener. I was looking yeah, for it, it and it's, yeah. I can't find it. <laughs> uh, and I think it was the years that the Giants played at Candlestick Park, and it was the commemoration of the last year they played at Candlestick and then went in to AT&T Park oh. down on third. Oh. But I might be wrong. You're not, you're not completely wrong. You're more right than you are wrong. And you're huh? more right than Mikey by far. So, <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, uh, and I would love, I would love it if, if, you know, if you've got that pin, it would be cool to see if it matches the one that, that I was reading about. The pin is, uh, so there's a, a quad candlestick pin. It has the, the Giants uh, SF in the center. It says quad a candlestick across the top. And then in Latin around the bottom, it says veni vidi vixi, yes. which is I came, I saw, I survived. The quad a candlestick is an award pin that was given out to fans who stayed for extra inning games at Candlestick Park in oh, night games right. because the wind would be so cold and intense that you would be fucking miserable to be there. Yeah. And, and the S logo has like icicles or frost <laughs> on the top. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yes. That's so great. yeah, you so to get it, you would have to take your ticket stub uh, at the Patrick and Company stationery store, and then the pit, and then the, they would give you the pin. Uh, and this started in like 1983 when they played five extra inning night games and had something like 70,000 people in total stay for Damn. those games. Wow. Um, so yeah, uh, just just really a cool piece of baseball ephemera too. It's something that like. 
you know, I bet that pin might be worth money to someone. You should, oh. uh, yeah. yeah, it might be. I mean, it was, you know, like first 50,000 fans get the pin right. at one of the, some game I went to years ago. Interesting. I hope I can find it. Interesting. So, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, just, just a, a, a fun little thing that, you know, I was trying to think of the Giants thing to, to, to weave in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, McCovey Cove's too obvious. This, right. is, this is just fun and weird. So. Yeah, I never heard of that. I love it. Yeah. As soon as you were saying it, I was like, that's right. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, man. Yeah, Candlestick was, like, notoriously freezing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. You know what's not as bad, though, as the <clears throat> the A's stadium when you go there. And by, by it's good up until about the sixth inning when the Seagulls start to come. And it's just – I mean, they descend on this fucking thing. And I, I couldn't – I don't know how you would stop that. Like, there's the no stopping park's it. The same, though. I know, yeah. Yeah, they start swooping in. They're just, yeah. They're ready to eat. So they're just like taking small children away and all sorts right. of stuff. Yeah, they don't care if you're in your seat. They're right. like, you're, come on, man. It's you, my turn. You got to show them that clip of Randy Johnson hitting that fucking seagull. Oh, with the, yeah. <laughs> 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 that thing. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, just, just play that on the Jumbotron every time. Yeah, yeah. Think along. about what's going to happen to you. Warning to the others. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Everybody just has like a seagull head on a necklace that they wear right. into, the, into the stadium. Like, no, no, no just, you yeah, gotta be ready. <laughs> Shockingly violent display at AT&T Park, <laughs> wearing the the beaks of seagulls on necklaces around there. <laughs> Fans have turned bloodthirsty. Not since Vlad the Impaler have so yeah. many severed heads be set, been set on pikes outside of Ten, a major building. Ten cent beer night and seagull murder night. Those are the two greatest failings in Major League Baseball history. <laughs> <laughs> very good uh mikey i'm gonna give you two points leanna three points thank you go giants <laughs> go giants um and uh now we're gonna go into round four so leanna you'll go first all right and that is do you have a vague idea about the twinkie defense i do the man who murdered harvey milk tried to say he ate too many twinkies and they made him do it very good I mean, I mean yes. they're scary, but that ain't why he did it. Yeah, I think, well, and wasn't it, I mean, the idea is like, you can't, like, it walks this line of like, what are the circumstances leading up to committing a crime? Right. And you can't say it's just because I didn't feel Too good. much sugar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's apparently, as it turns out, that's not, that's not a valid. Sorry, I mean, sorry if you housed 20 Twinkies and then thought, I need to get to murder. I got to go murder yeah. a beloved civil rights leader. Yeah. 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 Fuck that guy. Dan White. Exactly. Yes. Dan White. Yeah. I think yeah. that's his name. Um, he, and he fucked himself, by which I mean he committed suicide. That's true. If, yes, that's true. Oh, if by was... fuck you mean shot, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> then yeah. Yes. I thought maybe it was with a Twinkie. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, eventually, maybe the gun looked like a Twinkie. He was like, oh, God. no. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You you guys both you guys both got it. I'm gonna give Mikey a, a couple more points because he alluded to the uh, to the essence of the defense style. But the, yes. so the, the 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 Twinkie defense is a a label for the kind of legal defense that that Dan White's lawyer used, which was basically to say, look, I've been really depressed and and off kilter, and you can tell that because I'm normally this like super healthy dude. Right. And I've been eating a lot of Twinkies lately. So this is evidence that I've been kind of off my cuckoo. And so I was crazy when I shot this guy. Right. Well, when I killed two people. Because yeah. he killed two people. Oh, right. Right. And ushered in an era that's of funny. Diane Feinstein. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Uh, well, so, that, turned out, that turned out great for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's been, it's been wonderful. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> it's funny that she hasn't uh, stepped up to say anything about the Confederate flag controversy. It is interesting. Boy, howdy, did she ever defend <laughs> having them at the San Francisco <laughs> Capitol. She did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird. Do you know that story? It's a weird, it's a weird one. Not, not deep enough to, yeah, not, not super deep. When she was trying to, she was trying to court the vice presidency in the in the eighties. Right. Um, she wanted to appeal to Southern voters, so she was flying the Confederate flag as mm. well as the American flag at the San Francisco City Hall. Yeah. And there were a, a couple of there was a group of activists, one notable black activist who kept climbing up the pole and stealing the flag, um, and then they eventually you- cut the pole down. Uh, but she just 
kept putting it right back up. Wow. Lovely. Interesting times. Oh, yeah. Very, very <laughs> amazing. Last year? No. That's those San Francisco values for you. Oh, yeah. You know, just <laughs> West Coast liberals with their yeah. hugging. With their Confederate flags. And Liberal hoax. At the gay pride parade. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the, the, unfortunately, the Twinkie defense did lead to uh, Dan White being convicted of voluntary manslaughter instead of murder, right. uh, which is just a, a moment to talk about the gross miscarriages of justice that occur with the combination of money and a little bit of uh, prestige and chicanery. And yes. you go, oh, yeah. yeah, this is gross. Because, like, you can do something to someone, and if you're not the kind of person who has the money or legal backing to get away with it, you will go to jail for your entire life. Or you will just yeah. be killed on the spot by a police officer. Right. Whereas, uh, you know, um, someone who does something that's really evidently, like, premeditated and uh, directly murder is like, okay, cool. Well, you didn't really do that. And you'll get out of jail in enough time to kill yourself while you're still yeah. young, which is... Yeah. Yeah. But he was weird. sad. He was sad. Let's was remember just, that. He was so stressed out, you know? He's had so, a hard time. Yeah. yeah. Stress eating. Yeah. Stress mm -hmm. eating. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a, that's a high point in the episode. There we um, go. <laughs> Mikey, three points. Leanna, yeah. one point. All right. And... Now we're going to go into our second game. It's time for the Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> Two men enter, one me leave. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so, Thunderdome. Yes, I love it. By, by the way, I could also be auto-tuned. <laughs> Maybe we should just do the rest of the show this way. Sure, we could answer like that. <laughs> we can play the whole game like this. All right, all right. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, like one minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Leanna, you go first here in the Thunderdome. The battle to the death is between two northern California Bay Area icons. It's John Muir okay. versus Ansel Adams. Who's going to win in a battle to the death? Who's like, I'm just picking who I think is going to win? Yeah, yeah. Are I mean, and, and, and ideally with, with some rationale about why they would win. Hmm. Okay. I think I might have to go for Ansel Adams. Because that guy went all over the place. He could hike, he could climb. <laughs> he seemed to have some endurance, is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he could, he's in it for the long battle. He, he, uh, could, he could outwit John Muir. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about John Muir. He's got the trail. He might have been an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> he probably. <laughs> I mean, I know he's got, yeah, he's got the trail. He's got the trail. He's got the park. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ansel Adams. Yeah. All right. Interesting. 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 Okay. Point. Well, Mikey, what do you think? Who's yeah, going to win I, the battle to the death? I'm going to have to say john muir because i think he was like okay i don't know that much about john muir either but i think he was like a, a woods hobo and i i <laughs> yeah and i think that that kind of that kind of personality lends itself i've known some hobos some real hard scrabble real hobos you know what i mean and those okay. people they don't they get to scratching they get to biting and brother you're not gonna get home to see your stew pot you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna have to say my point being that i'm saying it's john muir is gonna have to win the win the thunderdome i assume at some point john muir says take a picture and then punches ansel adams in the face exactly exactly yeah. why don't you take a picture it'll it'll oh god it'll last uh it'll it'll, it'll last forever and be a museum boom yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he was right oh well yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I'm honest, yeah. I don't know much about either of those dudes. <laughs> I mean, but let's, okay, well, let's, I mean, okay, Ansel Adams, he's a photographer. Like, yeah, that's what I know. Like, like that's like, that's so, not. so gentle. It's so gentle. And, you know, they have sensitive equipment, you know, but John Muir was a writer, right? And, like, all he needed was, like, a, like a crayon and, like, his, his bindle. You know, he's just a more hard scrabble. It's just there's the, there's the whole thing. Is just a tougher kind of more more sleek, lean thing. Ansel Adams, he's up I mean, there in his inside. Have you in his, up a mountain that is so hard? 
in his studio. I'm out of shape. It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying John Muir. Definitely. All right. I mean, the big, the, the only real big advantage that Ansel Adams has is that he sees the world in black and white. So he's not going to have any moral qualms about just like ripping John Muir limb from limb in front of this, this just screaming crowd that's throwing raw meat at them. I assume. I mean, the Thunderdome has been renovated, but I assume the raw meat stands still there. <laughs> yes, right, right. I mean, yeah. Seagull night. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, John Muir's probably going to bust out like a redwood and just swing it. Right. You right. got a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah. The point is, it's going to be a hard fight and it's going to be worth watching. Um, yeah. So, definitely. so yeah. There's a lot of... Oh, well, and they... I mean, I'm, I, there's two beards going on there, too. There's two beards. Are we're, you measuring a man by his beard? I'm, yeah, are we measuring a man by his beard? Because Ansel Adams did have a glorious beard. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm still saying John Muir. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Was I right? Is he, well, he was like a woods hobo, right? Am I thinking yeah, of the I mean, right he, he was like a naturalist and, a, yeah. uh, you know, he, he did hiking and writing. And, uh, yeah, that's why he's sort of the patron saint of a lot of national right. parks on the West Coast. Right. I've been uh, reading uh, 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 The Road by Jack London, which is really good and superior to Kerouac's On the Road, if you ask me, but is more about the hobo lifestyle than just some, some rich kids in a car. But that's kind of, I think I often get John Muir and Jack London confused. Both uh, liked dogs and hated everybody else, probably. Okay, that's what I I'm thinking. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. No, you're right. <laughs> All right, cool, right. cool, cool. Great. And both will probably have been portrayed by Harrison Ford in a film with a uh, digitally created dog. Yeah, I'm picturing Harrison. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking more Robert Redford, but yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, that's kind of the fight, right? It's Harrison Ford versus Redford portraying oh, these characters oh. in the dome. And then you're like, wow. Win for sure, because that guy's crazy. He is crazy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> got some of that hobo energy. I feel like he gets to biting and a scratching, too, if you back him in a corner real good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. You were both absolutely correct, and you both get two points. Excellent. Nice. And now, from the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs> so this week, oh, yeah. I have an arbitrary question that both of you need to answer. Mikey, you can go first. Yeah. How do you really feel about rice aroni? Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat, which, uh, yeah, I, I ate it as a kid because my mom liked it, who was from San Francisco and is, is like the most kind of quintessentially San Francisco person as far as her tastes go and stuff like that, that I know. Uh, but I can't say that it's because of that, that we ate the Rice Aroni. I think it was more the price point that was the, sure. the sealing the deal there. Uh, and I don't, I mean, it's just flavored rice. Yeah. I don't get what's fucking San Francisco about that. What is that? Cause it has a cable car on it. Yeah, I know. But then, <laughs> but it know. could be the New York treat. Yeah, yeah. You throw anything on there. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. Stupid. That's what I think. That's how I feel about rice running. Dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb idea. Wow. How would you Our feel if up. people were given just dry rice aroni on cable cars in the 1920s? They were like, here, yeah. thanks for riding the cable car. Take a handful of rice. Right, right. They threw it at people's weddings for all yeah. we know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. All right. Dumb. Very good. Leanna, <laughs> how do you feel about rice aroni? Um, uh, yeah, so I had it as a kid, too. Yeah. Um, my dad's from San Francisco. I'm sure he, when he was a wee boy, he ate his <laughs> rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. Um, yeah, dude, I used to, I used to get down on that chicken flavored box. That yeah. was, that was good. I, I don't think it's dumb. I think it's all right. It's look, it's cheap. It's rice. Right. It's got some delicious artificial flavors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think if I had some in front of me right now, I'd probably eat it. I'm more of, I'm more of a Zatarans red beans and rice. Yeah, see, that's not or, my jam. Or Mahatma. The bagged red Mahatma oh, yeah. red beans and rice. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah that's what's up. That's what's up. No, I'm, I'm rice aroni, team rice aroni. Fair enough. What Fair is enough. it about packaged? I don't packaged, know why. <laughs> yeah. What, what, it, <laughs> what is it about packaged rice meals and being in coastal cities? Yeah. Because uh, there's not- I, I, you don't you don't see a lot of like uh, I don't know Cleveland uh, right. steamer <laughs> steamed rice oh. that you can buy. Uh, when my grandmother would 
gather us all around and we'd watch her make a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> a nice boiled Cleveland steamer. Right in the living room. On account of that's where the hearth was. <laughs> <laughs> this one's curried, kids. Yeah. Gather around. <laughs> Breathe it in. It's only a week old. That's right. Yeah, rice aroni, man. That's I feel I feel like now <clears throat> if I bought if I'm buying rice aroni, something's gone wrong terribly. It's it's not our first choice. It's not the first choice. I feel like it's mo like grown up. The chemicals that are in that. Maybe that's what it is, is they, they just get stuff out of like toxic beach and that's how they make the the flavor maybe, maybe they right. get it from the long wharf probably from the long that's wharf. the treat probably the that's, treat. It. <laughs> that's it of course it was right in front of us the whole time yeah. yeah i mean it's either that or they used to just kind of soylent green the uh the alcatraz prisoners and that was where it came from right right maybe you know. Got that Which, extra special flavor. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, we've had a long history of putting uh, people with lots of delicious ethnic flavors in prison and uh, to grind them and put them in a box makes a lot of sense. I have a qu uh, quick side note about Soylent Green, <laughs> the movie, if, we, if, if I might. Oh, I, yes. I feel like everyone knows that line, but <clears throat> have, you, have you watched that movie like recently or seen it? Like, no, uh, not, not in a while. Not right. in like five or ten years. Me, I hadn't either, and, and so I put it on and you know, that's like the big reveal at the end where he's like, silent green is made of people. <laughs> and, but the thing is, at the beginning of the movie, they're throwing people into a, tr a grinder truck and everyone's watching it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, like that was like, that would have been the, that was the first clue to me that maybe Soylent Green was made out of people is this pre this otherwise unrelated shot at the, the establishing shot at the beginning, the first shot of the movie where they're throwing people into a grinder truck. It was made in the 70s, yeah, right? It's so 70s. I mean, it's so 70s. Not yeah. the most creative decade no. for films. The only thing that's, my opinion. that saves the third act is that he goes, Silent Green is made of people. I like that you're calling it Silent Green. Silent <laughs> Cold dead hands. Cold dead hands. <laughs> Done my hair. Yeah, yeah, it's the uh, you know um, those those seventy sci-fi movies that are super high concept and and not really great at delivering on their premises, right. but yeah. it's still yeah. like, well, this is this is the option. Like it was yeah. either watch this or a Scorsese movie because those are the only things that are playing. The Logan's Run uh, effect, where you are really excited to watch it, and 45 minutes in, you're like, "Oh my god, can we? This is, can we please turn this off? It's <laughs> horrific." <laughs> yeah, it's so long. Yeah, the middle act is so oh long. Oh my god! But robots and but robots. Uh, and uh, an attractive lady is in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well true. as uh, Basil from the Austin Powers films. <laughs> right. Uh, shit, I can't remember that guy's name. Michael something. Michael York. Michael York. Yes. Yeah, Michael York. <laughs> I will, I will just pop this in real quick. One exception, in, speaking of San Francisco, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is solid throughout. Solid. Solid throughout, for sure. For and that, sure. that human-dog hybrid they made was scary. As scary. Shit. Oh, man. Nightmare fuel. Definitely. Definitely. If you guys uh, are looking for some uh, nightmare fuel that is recent, I would recommend the movie The Color Out of Space that stars uh, Nick Nicolas Cage, Cage that just oh, came what? out. Oh, man. It is good. It's uh, is uh, is it the same guy that <clears throat> that made Mandy? No, it's uh, it's a guy who it's the guy who tried to make the Island of Doctor Moreau movie, right? With Marlon Brando, but got fired after like two weeks and replaced. Right. Uh, so I don't know what else he's made. It's really a pretty good movie though, and there's some serious Cronenbergian body horror right. stuff that happens. Nice. Um, it's fantastic. Plus, like you know, your Nicolas Cage starts at Nicolas Cage level six and oh, just yeah. elevates from there. And I mean, I have, this is going to be a drag for he's, the, he's got for the listener, but I have an autograph uh, photo of Nicolas Cage here from the movie uh, World Trade Center. Oh his my worst, God, his yes. worst movie. So, <laughs> he's, he's in his uniform. All, all, the only cop I trust is Nicolas Cage. I'm just saying that. Yeah. You also have the sequin pillow. I do, yeah. It's over there somewhere. All right. Oh, I, feel yes. like we, I feel like we've gotten off topic. <laughs> no, hey, that's, that's great. Uh, so yeah, uh, three points, Mikey, and four points, Leanna, for Rice Aroni and La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. And now, unfortunately, it's time for the final topic. Oh, oh so I sweet. know, I know. And this is going to be a hard one because I wouldn't know this one, but it's going to be a fun name to say and a cool story. Okay. And I can't okay. wait to hear what you make up. 
Or if you just know it, that's that's fucking great. Yeah. Do awesome. you, <laughs> Mikey, have a vague idea about Philo T. Farnsworth? Philo T. Farnsworth. Philo T. Farnsworth. Yes, I do. All right. Um, shit. <laughs> I fucking know. I know it. It's a mascot of some kind. <clears throat> and I want to say it's a mascot <clears throat> of like a burger place, like a whiz burger. But it's like, but it's not. It's not that. I, it's like a, I feel like it's like a Bob's Big Boy type, type company mascot for some like a uh, place that's only, that, that was like going to be a chain in the 60s, but never moved from their one location. It was just it was just in vogue to create a, a cartoon mascot. Totally, whether you're yeah. going to grow your business or not. Absolutely, you got, everyone had Plinky the hot dog or whatever. Yeah, you got your Pep <laughs> Boys, you got your Bob's boy, Big totally. Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, shit, I, that's not it though. Uh, that's my that's that's um, that's I'm locking it in. I'm All right, it. I'm going out on a stretch here. Is it the name of the dog from the Doggy Diner? Oh. Remember the Doggy Diner oh, out yes. in Sunset? Is that what they named that dog? Maybe. Maybe it does I mean, sound like, like I feel name. like I've heard that name before, but Same. I can't tell you who that is. Philo T. Farnsworth. Philo T. Farnsworth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a mascot name if I ever heard it. Exactly. Yeah. It's some. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it was. No matter what, he he was like. He was created by some advertising company. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that They're is wearing overalls or something. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's made by the same people who made McGruff the crime dog. Or <laughs> the creepy exterminator guy that's like got that hammer on the mouse, the rat. Remember? It's on top of that building heading out towards Daly City, like South San Francisco. Oh. It's that it's that like that guy creepy guy with like the glasses and the suit. Yeah. And he's got the He's like smashing that rat. Yeah. No, I don't think that's it. But no. but I hear. But I don't know. I hear yeah, it. It's something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. I don't know, we're, Nate. We're you stumped. Fuck, you're we're fucking stumped. stumped us, man. Yeah. This this is a hard one. It could uh, easily also be the name of like a Nickelodeon character from a show no one watched from like exactly, the mid yeah. '90s. Some pilot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Philo T. Farnsworth was a real human man. Oh. Uh, he was born in August of 1906, and he died in March of 1971. He was the American inventor and television pioneer. He basically made, uh, he made the early development of an all-electronic television. Oh. The kind you didn't have to wind up, you know? Right. People, right. Could, people could sit in front of it and fear for their lives as a train approached. It was... <laughs> huge Jump out of their, their high-rise apartment windows because there was a train on the TV. People were fucking dumb as shit back then. Dude. The You're so right. Running out in the street because a guy pulled out a gun in a movie. I mean, oh. people were idiots, dude. That's like the funniest thing. I mean, the War of the Worlds happened. Like, exactly. it was before TV even. Oh, I people love were that. just like, oh, it must be real. Dude, there's a great video clip of Orson Welles after uh, that happened and, and all the like newspapers and stuff. It, and, you know, they all came to like talk to him about this crazy story. And he's sitting there. It's like the next morning or something. And, you know, he's in like a rumpled suit. He's clearly been like dealing with this all night. But he looks so happy. Like everyone is so mad at him and he's sitting there and he is so, Smug so happy hell. that this has happened. Like this was the greatest possible outcome. It's the funniest thing. We're going to put RKO on the map. Absolutely. Like people are telling, you know, cause people, some one lady like committed suicide. Like oh it's God. really dark, really, really bad, but he's, uh, he's thrilled. It's a great clip. Hello to be Farnsworth. I wonder why I've heard that name. Yeah, I don't know. He's I don't the father know. of modern television. Yeah, I had no idea. He he spent a lot of time in in San Francisco doing his inventing. Somebody. Super genius. Philo was married to a woman named Elma. Was she hot? Elma. Her first name is Elma. Her nickname is Pem, not oh. Pam. Pem oh. with an E. Well, that's just the standard, um, like, that's the Richard Dick thing. Like, that's, you know, sure. Elma and Pem. I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's going like, oh, you, do you ever go by Pem? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course she gets, you would. She gets annoyed at the office when someone she does, doesn't know her that well calls her Pem. <laughs> it's like, my name's Leanna, but everybody knows to call me Roz. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
exactly. I, I know I've been calling you Roz since since the day I found out what your name was. Of course, yeah. of course. It's just it's just uh, most people you don't even have to tell them. They, they, they get just it. get it. <laughs> Call Mikey up on the phone, be like, "Hey, how, how's it going with Roz over there? Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys getting serious? You and Roz? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's doing great. She got a promotion. <laughs> She's now producing Frasier's show. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, she'll find a man. She'll find a man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, guys, I, I'm going to give you one point each for that because right. you, you both right. made valiant efforts yeah, uh, despite try. not knowing who Philo T. Farnsworth was. But yeah. who would, really? Yeah, I, know, I don't know. I mean, uh, random. people who are, who are way into television – and uh, electronic history. <laughs> like they're so far into television that they're beyond just watching it. So they're like, how does this thing work? Right, I'm right. just into television. <laughs> yeah, what are you into? Television? Oh, what shows? Oh, I don't watch it. <laughs> I just buy them and disassemble <laughs> them. I take them apart. Yeah. I have a serious meth problem. Uh, <laughs> so when I say I am into television, I mean I'm into taking them apart in my living room at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like those shows on the History Channel where they're talking to like the 12 year old who collects vacuums yeah exactly yeah we're just really into vacuums i love those like i i had a hard enough time just collecting baseball cards and like magic cards and star wars cards as a kid let alone to have parents who would be like yeah we can buy you some vacuums dude i saw you a 1936 hoover yeah Yeah. nobody has the parts for anymore but you can take it apart and put it back together in five minutes i saw one of those where the kid was really into toilets which Why? which i have to Why? think like you gotta okay first of all you gotta put this kibosh on that like before he goes to school right yeah. he can't be yeah he can't be that kid yeah he can't be lurking in the bathroom can't be lurking in the bathroom a because it's weird b you gotta put the kibosh on it because it's gonna turn into a weird sex thing at some point right so you gotta oh, yeah. or maybe by putting the kibosh on it is what triggers so it's it's you got to walk on eggshells. Japan. Yeah, you got to walk on eggshells with this sort of thing. He's the guy who opened the toilet cafe. Exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. But also, like, you where know. does he keep his collection? Like, that's a weird thing to collect. Yeah. Yeah, how, how, do, you, how do you even store those? Yeah, you know? know. You stack Cause them. Because what, what, you got your, you got your elongated bowl. You got, yep. your, you got your short bowl. Yep. You got your, uh, your built-in tank. You got your separate sure. tank. You got sure. your, your low flow. You got your uh, three and a half gallon per flush. Then you got your you built-in your bidet. Parents. You got your uh, side-by-side bidet. The side-by-side. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, holding hands in life's most intimate moments. <laughs> it's like you my, sure for it. <laughs> one of my friends growing up's parents, their master bedroom had they had a, a no, it didn't. No. size bidet next to it. Oh, it was it was uh, it was like fully like matched. They were like the same weird uh, <laughs> like emerald emerald colored. Uh, ceramic oh man wow yeah so you're wasting no time one person's up the next one's on yeah yeah it's like we gotta we gotta move this through you move over deal with the wiping i gotta sit down i love it you don't have time i'm on board yeah i I mean if it was the 80s that makes sense everybody was in a rush oh sure the cocaine cocaine the coffee yeah i mean (laughs) the baby (laughs) i mean the shitting that was going on in the 80s from baby giant cell phone yeah exactly Sell. <laughs> Buy. Four, Sell. Damn it. The four polo shirts I'm wearing at the same time are causing some uh, Let me check my of my intestines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 80s stuff. Man. Oh Good stuff. Uh, we should have done a show about the 80s. We still can. We if still you can. Want to need more episodes, we're here. This was fun. Yeah. So, so guys, uh, I have your final scores. And okay. unfortunately, right. one of you is a loser this week, but well, the other one loser. is a winner. Oh, and uh, good. And sometimes people who don't win are good people anyway. So I just want to make sure that that's clear to everybody right now. Just feel like you're really leaning into this because you know one of us is an emotional mess. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that the the the, the really the the heavy sort of burden uh, that came uh, exposed itself during the rice yeah. and roni conversation. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody upset. Sure, you know? sure. It, it um, turned a dark chapter. <laughs> <laughs> too many, too many memories. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Leanna, you have won with 20 uh, and one whoa! half points. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. She's the winner. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> I uh I might pull that that sound drop yeah, yeah. and use we it can later. do all kinds of them. Anybody who it's wins, a big idea. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this all day. I really like the idea of anybody who wins getting she's the winner in <laughs> in auto tune as the, <laughs> as the thing that happens. I don't really care <laughs> yes. what it is. I'm into that. So yeah, we had a twenty and a half points. Mike, hey, you had wow. nineteen points. It was hey, a close game. Hey, hey. <laughs> still, still an auto tune. There, there we go. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so congratulations Leanna on the on your win Thank you. Um, Thank you. do you have anything that you would like to plug anything you want the listeners to know about anything that you're particularly passionate about in the moment anything like that uh just the bay area baby i love the bay area it's the best place to be <laughs> plugging the bay area I'm plugging the bay area in the bay pray I'm for re- my soul in the bay 4-1 fever <laughs> shall i die <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I'm, i i feel lucky that i grew up in the bay area it's a beautiful place it's got everything you could ever want i don't ever want to leave california yeah. again yeah. um yeah yo yeah. it's a hellscape beyond those uh those boundaries oh, yeah, those it's, boundary, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bubble it's a bubble and i'm i'll there. be bubble girl <laughs> I'm yeah, <cool>. yeah. <laughs> i'm happy yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong with being like hey you know what I live in the third largest economy in the world, and we're not going to take any shit. Thanks. We can stay here. That's a True. good idea. Plus, we have E40. Yeah. That does trump everything. We do have E40. Yeah. We have E40. Yeah. And too short. <laughs> and too short. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, Mikey, anything you'd like to plug? Oh, well, uh, usually I have things. Uh, <laughs> right now, I don't. Really, I have a record that I put out because uh, I like was Nate was saying I'm a musician, so I have a record I put out a couple months ago uh, that is a complete like third wave ska album. So if you're into that sort of thing, if you're lonely and desperate, and uh, that's uh, the only sort of thing that you know gives you any kind of joy during the day is 90s ish era BMG Music Factory <laughs> ska punk. If you love ska and hate Rice Aroni, that's right. Uh, you can go to michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com uh and i have another record probably coming out in like a month and a half or so that is going to be like 60 tracks and like a double uh big double lp thing so that'll be cool look for that right on yeah Yeah. and and as i understand the ska record if you play it backwards it is all just disparaging remarks about rice recipes it is and you know that was the most expensive part of recording it was doing all that uh post-production i mean it was i mean fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars to do that so well and you had to keep closing the the hellgate that opened uh it, a portal well, to hell uh, it was the, yes exactly well you Free can blame the crows for that yeah i do i do <laughs> trust me i blame the crown and crows for most of my problems everybody knows that mr jones is satan right that's the point of that song yeah Oh yeah, yeah. He's gonna give you. He's gonna give you a gray guitar. He's gonna. Everybody's gonna love you. Like you're selling your soul here. This is classic imagery, man. (laughs) Faustian shit. Exactly. Scholars have debated this for centuries. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having us. I will. I will have you back. We will. We will figure out a way to do this again because what I've proven is at least that the Zoom thing works. So it does. even if it does. somehow we're able to sit in a studio again with humans, um, yes. this this is still this is still a good a good way to create uh, an episode. And I and it was such a pleasure to see you guys. I mean, yeah, same. Wow, what a joy to get a window into your into your room. Yeah. To do <laughs> well, what, you know, we dogs out. Yeah, I mean, but there was one very adorable poofy little dog sitting on the bed for yeah. a little bit. True. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't know where he is. He left. Now so. it's gone. <laughs> I, I get it. The show's not that interesting. I understand. The dog's just like, eh, come on. I heard there would be treats. Yeah, dude, the Zoom thing sounds good. And like, I listened to the, you know, to the show, the, because you've done Zoom episodes uh, previously, right? Was the last one a Zoom episode? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, the X-Men yeah. one was Zoom and the previous one, the, the fast food one was Zoom. So right. yeah, I mean, they've pretty much all been, and they're all going to be Zoom for a little while. Yeah, it sounds and, great. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. there's no, you know, there's no, because uh, I've heard of some things where like one person, I, I don't know if we're still doing the show now or not, but uh, the, one person will like record, you know, e- each person on each side will make their own 
audio file and oh, then yeah, yeah. mix them together to so there's not that lag right but that seems like a crazy difficult that seems like so much editing that i don't even want to like, I was a, I was a guest on a podcast to talk about that Nicolas Cage movie, The Color Out of Space. Uh -huh. And that's the way that they do theirs. And I was like, this is a great idea. I should try to do this. And yeah. then I talked to guests on other episodes that I recorded before this one. And every single person was like, I don't have a microphone and I'm not right. going to go to that much trouble. I'm sorry. Right. Like, okay, right. that's cool. I guess if you yeah. have, if you have someone who already had, like, we could have done that here, you know, yeah. if you have yeah. someone who already has it set up or whatever, but I mean, otherwise it's fine. Yeah. There's no... No big, no big deal. We've had, we've had their minor hiccups, but I mean, I've been really pleasantly surprised at the quality of the audio file yeah. and the fact that it seems to mix pretty well. Like everybody's mostly audible. You don't really have to. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you like this podcast, I would love if you would subscribe, rate and review us wherever you listen. Uh, and we are everywhere. We're going to be on Pandora soon, but we are everywhere. Nice. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, if you, if, if you like that, if you want to follow our social media, we are a vague idea and there's pretty much no other podcast with that name. So if you go to Instagram or Twitter or the Facebook, you will find us there. Um, otherwise, I mean, I would just like to continue to plug, uh, supporting black lives matter, bail funds, any of that stuff. Um, we are, we remain in a pandemic. So put your mask on. If you're going to go outside, don't be a monster. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the chin doesn't count, people. Yeah, and <laughs> don't take it off to cough. Yeah, I've right. Like, so many. Oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy. What is the thinking? Uh, don't take like, it off to sneeze into your elbow. God, I don't want to cough into my own mask. That's oh, gross. Psycho. Yeah. Like, do you know what the? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think that we all had a vague idea about the Bay Area this week. The end times are nigh. This has been a lot of fun. Bye bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> awesome. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Brokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 